and I bought a lot of plates and bars when I was about 14 years old and just started throwing them around my bedroom basically. To learn how to squat and deadlift correctly. The main goal of fitness should be to, to live a long, strong life. Like if you barely know how to drive a car, putting you in a Ferrari won't make you any better equipment. I've got Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace, like anytime I went on that, it's just pure chaos. Hey guys, welcome back to the Health Hub podcast. This is the seventh episode, and today we have another special guest, Graeme. So, Graeme, how have you been? Um, I've been good. Uh, lockdown has been actually quite good. I have a gym built at home, so I haven't missed my training. I miss work, but I can keep my head same in my training, so I'm not too bad. <laughs> That's all you want, really. I just wish I was in the same boat. Yeah, it's um, I got lucky. I finished the, the home gym pretty much just before all this started, so I was in the perfect position for it, so quite happy with that yeah it was great timing because i'm one of those people who tried to get dumbbells for the past year and it took me about nine months i'd love to have um, been more prepared like you it took me about nine ten months to get my hand on uh, 20 k 20 kg dumbbells nine months the amount of people trying to build home gyms the past year must have been insane yeah sure like i even went to buy dumbbells myself and it was something like 500 quid for like a good set of dumbbells and i was like that's more, that's like two years membership in the gym. I was like, nah, just wait. I just waited out. I didn't think it was going to be this long, but like probably would have been better off buying them at this point. Yeah, it's um, despite all the, the stocks obviously disappeared at the start and then the prices were all, people were scalping, like people charged ridiculous money for, for second rate equipment, like stuff that you you would have used as a doorstop last year now became worth a fortune. Um, what would you say are kind of your go-to, like, where would you get most of your equipment for your home gym? Like, how are you kind of building that up? Like, would you... Um, like, I all the equipment I buy is commercial grade. So I buy stuff that I can use either in my home gym or in my business. So I buy things that you only have to buy once and they'll never break. So um, I go to, like, you have... Um, our strength shop in the UK is basically the best site I buy from. I've, I've bought about nearly everything I own is from strength shop. Um, for the bigger units, like the equipment i've got to facebook marketplace but like i'd be buying like say a leg press or a leg extension for upwards of a thousand euros i'd go to the business mark facebook marketplace because people are always trying to buy stuff that they don't need so that's the best place but a uh, strength shop is for your bits and bobs strength shop at quarter uk it's just brilliant customer service is amazing as well they'll never have a problem with them yeah that's really interesting like even for me i wouldn't even know where to go if i was going to buy equipment like i would just look up equipment ireland and then whatever comes up first i just go from there like facebook marketplace like anytime i went on that it's just pure chaos like i wouldn't even think to buy stuff for gym equipment there like yeah it's there's um there's a lot of a lot of people chanting around with stuff that they might have bought see there's a few groups on facebook for professionals irish fitness professionals so you find that there's people who own gyms trying to clear excess stock and all that. But the problem with that is they let everyone into it. So like the people who aren't professionals, so people are just selling and buying. So that became flooded as well. It was a nightmare. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's hopefully now we're coming back to a bit of normality because everything's coming back into stock now because obviously gyms are opening up again. So equipment's coming back into stock. So that's that's one positive. How much would you say overall that you've kind of invested into your home gym or and like kind of um what like how did you kind of start building the home gym like were there you know was it barbells first dumbbells first what kind of what kind of well like i i have my business in dublin for the last say five years six years and i've been acquiring equipment bit by bit so i've i used to work out other gyms for years and now i work completely for myself 
So um, I've accumulated equipment. Like sometimes some months you'd have a good month, you'd spend four or five hundred quid and a few bits. But like I always had in mind, like I always start off with bars first and then plates and then dumbbells are last because, you know, they're, but plates, plates used to go for ridiculous. You could get two or three hundred kilos worth of plates for 150 euros. Like, you know, there's no price. It was cheap. You could pick them up anywhere. So uh, just uh, cl- clarify, Graeme. So you're a personal trainer yourself. Yeah, I have a, I have a personal training gym in here in Dublin. I do strength and conditioning and um, some strength rehab for athletes. And I do mainly I, I coach from the fundamentals. That's, I teach people how to move and get strong is what I do for a living. It's good fun. And how many years have you been doing that? Um, precisely exactly the way I'm doing it now. I'm doing it maybe five years, but I've been working as a personal trainer for probably 14 years. And um, but involved in strength purely for about six now. So like my main focus has been strength for about six years now. So just for our listeners, do you think we could get into a bit of like background? Just for why did you start lifting and kind of what was the whole like where where did this kind of drive come from? Um, well, like when I was younger, I I played rugby in Kildare for for years, and I would I physically I've always been bigger and stronger than most children. Anyone who ever went to second school will tell you with me will tell you about that. But I've always been very strong, and I've always liked to use it. But when I started playing rugby, I wanted to I wanted to upgrade my level I was playing at, so I needed to be physically stronger. The only thing I was lacking was strength. And um, I just started. I bought went into Conlon Sports in Newbridge when they were still there twenty years ago. And I bought a load of plates and bars when I was about 14 years old and just started throwing them around my bedroom, basically. And um, from there, when I started to play at higher levels of rugby, they, they coached me, they taught me how to lift weights. So I had, um, I had lads in Clara Rugby Club, senior men, who taught me how to lift at about 14, 15 years old. And I was in a bodybuilding gym over in Newbridge, uh, Fergie uses. Just like a, he had a garage gym that he converted into a commercial gym. And we would all go, it was basically a, a dirty, messy place, but it was the best gym I've ever trained in. And um, I had older men teach me the basics of how to train properly. Like, there wasn't personal trainers. They were all just men who trained their whole lives. And they taught me the ins and outs of how to lift safely and correctly and get strong. And that was the goal for rugby, was just to get strong. And um, I kind of, when I was left school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I just, like, fitness was an option. So I, I followed that and went into a... Um, a sports course down in Waterford. Then I got into got into it full time. Then properly. Sounds like you have a, like an absolute great background. Like everything kind of leading towards where you are now. It sounds like as well like you're living your dream job. Like to say the least, being a personal trainer involved in strength, and obviously having that many years involved in strength. And so like, what would you say? So did you ever compete in bodybuilding or strongman? Um, well, a few years ago, I um, when I finished up in rugby, I I hurt my back, and as part of the rehab for my back, I got very lean. I like one of the side effects of basically controlling my training and have to be very careful with my food and everything. I was, I got very lean for a bodybuilding show. I, I was prepping for a bodybuilding show, and I I've never used anabolics, so I, I kind of I didn't want to get into any of that, and I I I didn't have the push in the end. I wasn't motivated enough to. To get on stage or to, to go that extra mile and i just i i stepped away from it and moved into strength then but like the bodybuilding was more i've always like growing up i always wanted to, to be a bodybuilder in the sense that my heroes are schwarzenegger and all these men that's what i wanted to be but when i got into it i realized that it was um it was maybe a step too far for me that i didn't have the 
I don't I don't think I had the actual mentality for I love my food and um I prefer the training over the dieting. So that was the that was kind of the transition and the strength was very natural then because you're you're eating a lot more and to get stronger your calories not like a lot of bodybuilders I know are very strong. But I just wanted to go all out and not really have to worry about having a six pack or worry about having abs and more push to get as strong as I could as strong as I could, end of conversation. The strength was far more appealing to me, like seeing big guys move massive weights, I was fascinated by it. It was um and then to, the feeling of getting stronger was was exhilarating to be honest. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, it sounds like you were living your best life, to be honest. Didn't have to worry about dieting or whatever, because something like a lifestyle that most of these lads live in, like from what I understand, is that it's every day, all day, worried about what food you're taking, how much calories and then obviously a lot of strength involved. So like you were living the best about worlds, like in enjoying the training and enjoying your life. So like, uh, um, so like when did you decide or so then did you open a gym first or did you kind of like move into personal training with someone else and like in their gym? No, I, I, I started off, um, it's actually randomly, you know, Nine years, this time nine years ago, I was living in London, working as um, I was working as a coach, teaching trainers in London for a company. And I left the job and I came to Dublin, and I was only a opportunist. I'd worked as a fitness instructor, whereby I was in teaching classes and whatever else. And like pretty much this day nine years ago, I started a job in Dublin, and as part of my job, I was getting the opportunity to personal train. So I've had the qualifications as a personal trainer at this stage for about five years, but never used them. Never had the opportunity because, as you can imagine, once upon a time ago there, personal training wasn't exactly a, a market. There was no market for personal training. Like it was, like it's, it was very unusual even to have a gym in Kildare. Like it's very rare. And now we've we've loads of good places. But um, I started in Dublin. The gym I work in gave me the opportunity to work as a personal trainer, and the money was good, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed to have my spin on things versus be told how to teach and be told how to dictate classes. So it gave me ultimate control on myself. So I spent five, four or five years working as a personal trainer in other gyms going around before I got the opportunity to establish my own place. But this whole time in the four or five years, I was always acquiring equipment. I knew that I needed equipment because most gyms I go into wouldn't have what I wanted or needed. They'd be lacking something. So I spent my time just uh, acquiring equipment. And luckily enough, I worked in a gym for two years called Ultimate Fitness, and they basically let me do whatever I wanted. They let me bring in whatever equipment I wanted, train people how I wanted because it was working and people were having fun and my membership was getting bigger. So that's when I kind of, my way of doing things suited me and the people who came to me enjoyed it. So I've been about, I've been on my own tune for about five years, but working as a personal trainer altogether, nine years. I'd say. So since you've kind of, I'm assuming you've kind of got a lot of advice from other people since you kind of, you know, grew up with learning from people who had, you know, a lot of experience, things like that. Is there anything that you kind of wish you did get told earlier or that, um, you know, what what's probably the best advice you would give to someone who is just beginning, like, in the gym or wanting to, like, get stronger? Um, the number one piece of advice, which applies to even people I know who are training 20 years, I could still tell them this, is learn how to squat and deadlift correctly. Like, it's it's not to be overstated. Like, even on my, like my Instagram, I put up videos breaking down the squats and the deadlifts and there's people who've trained for 20 years who don't know how to squat and deadlift and they, they, they attempt to squat and deadlift and they hurt themselves or they don't get the best. But like like a squatting and deadlift is 
it's a benchmark for your strength. It, it teaches you how to move, but it also it's, it's very good for injury management. Like even when you're injured, you can learn how to do a variation of a squat or a deadlift. So like learning how to squat and deadlift with control, with, with good heavy weight, not just lightweight for a million reps, but like learning how to get under a good bit of stress and maintain your posture and composure. I would find is pretty much the most important because I haven't met an athlete or a person in the gym who squats heavy and doesn't look strong or isn't strong. Like, you know, they, they, their bodies hold together quite well. So squatting and deadlifting or to learn how to do them will, will make your back indestructible and will make your hips and your knees quite safe. So for anyone playing any sort of field sport or any sport or wanting to be fit and strong, and the main goal of fitness should be to, to live a long, strong life, like to be in good health. So the squat and deadlift, I would put as primary number one above all else. Um, pairing on from that, then, what do you think of like weightlifting belts? Do you think they're kind of an asset, or do you think they're kind of well, not even just not even they're um, they're no, they're they're probably one of the most useful assets. The problem with most people is they don't know how to use them. So like, uh, weightlift, I I use a belt on very very heavy things. Like on my big very heavy lifts, I will use a belt, but it's a tool to to help you create more pressure. So like you have this, the muscles all around your stomach are like your abdominal belt. You have, you already have an inbuilt system of muscles that protect you like a weightlifting belt. So if you learn how to use them through squatting and deadlifting, the belt is merely makes them better. But if you don't know how to use those muscles, putting a belt on can lead to further injuries. Like some people wear a belt like a fashion accessory. When I'm putting a belt on, the belt is giving me a lot of pressure and pain. It's like, it's not comfortable. I don't like wearing it very often. When I do wear it, it's for a very particular purpose. Like the likes of the, the weightlifting belt, like if you know how to use it, it's probably one of the best tools in the market. Like the world's strongest man wears a weightlifting belt. So it obviously has benefit. But the thing about it is, if you don't know how to use your muscles underneath the belt, it can actually lead to further injuries. So like there's a certain amount of experience and skill to need. It's like, no, so it's, it's not about having all the tools. It's about knowing how to use your body first and then you add the tools to that afterwards. It's like lifting straps and all these things and belts. I find them absolutely essential in my training. But if I was starting off again, I probably wouldn't use them until it was a little stronger. That's the end of this week's episode with Graham, a.k.a. the Viking Strongman. We had such a great conversation. We didn't just want to scrap it because of our 15-minute mark. So this is going to be split into two parts. It's a two-parter episode, guys. So don't worry, there is another conversation coming with Graham in the coming days. Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one again with Graham finishing the great conversation we had. So hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for the next one.